This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back for another Question Time episode. But before we do that, we will talk briefly about the uh, updated standings of our Coltrane Cup tipping competition. Uh, for new listeners to the show, this is a Patreon-exclusive uh, perk where we pick one match per week in a tipping comp, and then that result gets treated like an actual NRL result on the ladder. Um, and at the end of the year, the person on top wins. Uh, there's a couple other rules, but we won't go into them now. But... Uh, just some for and against changes this week. Nick Campton remains on top with 14 wins and one loss with a for and against of 330. Coming up second, uh, Frankie with the same record and a for and against of 327. Um, I actually have the best for and against out of everyone, but I've lost two games. So I'm in fifth. Uh, and yeah, you're right behind me in sixth. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, for and against is all it is at this point, but we'd have to hit chaos season. Yeah, we've been navigating our way through a tricky minefield because there is a rule that you have to pick every team in the league at least once. There are six teams I still haven't picked with only 10 or so weeks to go in the year. I'm just trying to navigate my way through that absolute minefield. Um, And it seems as though the best pick and really the only pick I can do this week is the Canberra Raiders at home to the Gold Coast Titans. So we spent about 10 minutes, me and Bunga, they're talking off mic because we're idiots. Probably should have done it on the podcast. That's right. But essentially, for me, I have the Broncos, Raiders, Cowboys, Bulldogs, and Knights, Warriors left to tip. I've tipped seven home and seven away. That's going to be even at the end of the year. So I have five and five left. I can't pick the Storm again. Uh, and I've picked last week the Bunnies. So this round, you look at it, and the Raiders looks the obvious pick. It does. Because I can't tip the Sharks against the Broncos. I can't tip the Bunnies against the Tigers. But for me... The Raiders are next week playing Manly on Thursday night. And it's very likely Manly are without DCE and without Tommy Turbo for Origin, without Jake. Uh, yeah, I want to keep that my options open for Manly. Sorry, for, for the Raiders next week. I know it's a way for them, not great away, but I also I don't like I don't like have to pick having to pick them against the Titans because I don't trust either team. And the other one I, I have to kind of look at, so not picking Bulldogs, not picking Penrith now. So I'm kind of left with Warriors over Dragons. I haven't picked the Warriors yet. And I haven't picked the Knights yet. If they could guarantee me Callum Pong was playing, I'd have already picked them. Yeah. Named, but he keeps bloody pulling out. I need to believe he's playing a game. They're at home against the... Cowboys, I don't trust them, but I think I have to go the Knights, and I feel like I regret that now. It sounds dirty saying it now. Yep, and it feels dirty. <laughs> but like, yeah. Well, I've, I've only lost thinking. twice this year, and they were both tipping against the Cowboys. So, yeah. well, the rest of the season, right? The, so the Knights have the Storm. They have a bye next week. They have the Storm away. They have the Roosters away. They have the Raiders at home. Probably win that one. Okay. Broncos at home, probably win that one. But then like Sharks away, they have the Titans. But they have some other ones that match up when I, I don't want to pick them. Like they have, um, I think that the Bulldogs around, I've already penciled in the Warriors. No, the Warriors are the Bulldogs in. God, I don't know. Mm. I think I'll have to do it. I don't know if I can do it. trust the Titans. Sorry, the um, the Raiders. It's all right. I'll trust them. I'll back yeah. them in. You can back them in. Yeah. Uh, and I've if- still got uh, two Panthers, two Roosters, and a Rabbitohs up my sleeve as well. So I'm sitting pretty good. 
Well, I'd love to pick this week. Oh, and I can't pick them. I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to pick the bunnies again. <laughs> like, but yeah, can't be done. So yeah, I, I will go the Knights, and I feel pretty filthy about that. I feel disgusting on the inside. <laughs> yeah, that's only fair, mate. All right. So with that out of the way, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Okay. Question time. Uh, questions over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. If you want to get involved and get guarantee your question is answered. First one, the not so mature age student. With so many handshake injuries, we've obviously lost the mothers again. What will PVL bring in to get the mothers back? Or will we implement, will they implement horse racing protocols the next few plays after matches once their legs are gone? Jesus Christ. Um, well, look, fair, because horse racing is disgusting and anyone who supports it should have a long, hard look at themselves. So great question. Uh, what rule are they going to bring in to get the mothers back? Um, Apparently mothers don't watch Origin, mate. The crack oh. didn't exist in Origin. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, no, more, no, more ta- no more taunting each other. It's mean. Oh, yes. Jerome Luai in very big trouble for being mean, being yep. a bad sport, being a bully, being a bad winner. Sam Stevens, this is a tough one. You have to do 14 days of quarantine in a one-bedroom hotel room. Two single beds. Okay. You have to do it with one other person from the following list. Easy. All right. Josh Maguire. (laughs) Joseph Leilua. Yeah. Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Paul Kent. Yeah. Todd Carney. Do I have stuff? So I'm ruling out Paul Kent firstly. Well, That's yeah, not in the discussion. Do I have stuff with me? Like, do I have like games and stuff? I don't know. He said you're in a, you're in hotel quarantine. What would you do if you're on a holiday? You wouldn't bring quarantine games, would you? No, but like if I was in quarantine, like I I'm getting like for a, example, I've offered to go and bring friend of the show Matt Coleman a, a, a Nintendo while he's in hotel are, quarantine. Are you allowed to do that? Two. I don't know. I don't think you, I don't think you can do that. Okay, but people might have their own. Is my point. I have my own Mitchell. I would take it with me on a holiday for sure because I play so, on the plane and stuff. So, okay, well, I mean, all right, but fine, I'll, I'll keep it there. Okay, so I think we can rank these pretty straightforwardly. I think we're going Paul Kent in order from first to last Leilua, Reynolds, Carney, Maguire, Kent. That's pretty much the order I had as well. Uh, Kent would be the worst because also he'd be definitely using it as a beat up, he'd be on the phone, he'd be doing interviews on his laptop, he'd be fucking annoying. Uh, I actually might put Todd Carney second last. Maguire's annoying too, but like. Having a pisshead roommate locked in a bedroom isn't mm. a great idea for two weeks. It just isn't. That's fair. So yeah, um, although but he yeah, does me, like pulling up, he does like pulling up Todd Carney highlights on YouTube when he's pissed. He has said that with his fellas. We can just watch Todd awesome. Carney highlights together. Yeah, fair. But I think yeah, Joseph first, and I know Reynolds is a grub on the field, but I reckon he'd be all right. Yeah, and obviously me, we just me and Joey will just hang out, and play PlayStation for two weeks. It'd be fine. Yeah. That's it. And we'll eat. Oh man, I love Joey. Yeah. I know Joey loves eating. Man, we, or we will ruin the local Porto through. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin it. Uh, okay, Stu asked, and it's already happened. So let's hear some yep. rep level DC grew feasting from Mitch. Yeah. Give the people that on one. yesterday's show, but it, yes, that, that is very been good. A great staple of this program. I mean, from the very early days of get around this, I remember getting drunk at your house and uh, decreeing his public execution <laughs> when, um, back in those days for DC. So, yes, grew feasting and him disappointing me for Queensland has been around for a long time. Uh, Warwick Ahern. Here we go. With pitch, pitchers getting called out for illegal substances in the MLB, 
What substance would you think players who try to conceal in the field to gain an unfair advantage in NRL, I'm guessing? Well, also, surely it's the guys who like cover their legs and stuff in Vaseline, right? The, the James Graham game. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. I want to, I want to see uh, brass knuckles in the sock, mate. That's an mm. idiot. Mr. Socko. I want to get Mr. Socko out there. Someone does that. I like you think Ken Smith can wrestle, mate. Wait till Mr. Socko comes out. I think Latrell would just have like a bag of lollies, but not to cheat, just yeah. in case he gets hungry. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. Uh, uh, and he said, which player would be the first to strip down to his undies to show he wasn't cheating? James Maloney. No, who no? I'm trying to think someone, who goes nuts with the referees? David Clemmer. Rip his clothes off. I'm trying to think who was the player who asked to challenge. We forget who asked to challenge the bunker. Oh fuck! I can't. Oh, actually, guy. no, no. It's Andrew Fafita. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything wrong, sir. Pull his pants down. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's like what? That's a good one. <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, whoever which, which, maybe Jordan Rapana, he likes a dumb challenge. He probably get naked to prove he didn't touch the ball or something for some you have reason. Have to respect it. <laughs> yeah. uh, MLB, I saw wasn't that some guy like I saw an old throwback. Someone was just putting thing on his neck, hiding things on his neck. Yeah, they put like the stuff on their neck, and so they're so just like scratching their neck, or whatever, and they rub it on the ball, or it's they put it on like the underside of the bill of their hat and stuff. There's some great cheaters in baseball. Yeah, mate, it's an elite sport for cheating, and you don't ban someone for an entire year. Apparently, what a shock! Mm. Sandpaper gate my ass. Uh, Stu again. Also, who takes over from Paul Green and do they win next year's series with a new coach and the Queensland team with a future that's done the rounds on Twitter? You know the one. It's not a great team because uh, it involves putting out to pasture people like Jai Arrow, who's 25. So they, These things are always a terrible job for journalists to do it, but when they give it to ones who don't even seem to give a shit about doing further research, it's even worse. And this instance was one of those. They dropped everyone who's over the age of like 24 out. <laughs> and then didn't put a single player in who's like on the fringes bar Xavier Savage. Just yeah, Tom Flegler and Paddy Carrigan. Paddy Carrigan has like two years younger than Jairo. He's going to take Jairo's lunch next year. <laughs> that no, that notorious Broncos combination of Flegler and Carrigan. Uh, no, that team would not win an Origin Series. There is some good players for young, young guys in Queensland, but there's also good players who aren't in, in the NRL yet. You know, maybe they could have like thought, hey, who's that giant? Who was that giant forward who chased down Reese Walsh? And he was from Queensland. He's actually played over. What about him? Oh, hey, there's a guy who's like 18 playing, starting Queensland Cup games for, the, for Towns, for Northern Pride. Maybe he's good. Hey, what about that guy we saw sparring Paul Gallon? What's his name? Xavier Varha. It was like 17 and bigger than Gallon. Maybe he'd be it. No, Paddy Carrigan. Whatever. But anyway. I want that uh, large that large boy from Kebra Park who played 5-8 and took kickoffs. Yes, Get him in there. The big fella. Uh, I think I think Paul Green probably keeps your job next year. They don't really sack origin coaches that fast. Um, Wayne's available for a year next year, most likely, before the next season. But I don't think Wayne takes the job. He's already done the hero thing. There's no winning for him from here. He did the hero thing last year. Uh, other one, I think Billy Slater will get it next, which um, people laugh at that stuff, but it's like, that's what the origin coach is supposed to be. Some... Yep. Whatever. He'll command respect and he understands the game. He's a smart guy. That's it. That's it. And like he was in that team, whatever. It's like, but like, yeah, Mal's one of those. Freddie's one of those guys. Laurie, even though he wasn't a great one, one of those guys. Especially those type of players. Like Paul Green, like it didn't work for Bellamy for Christ's sake at that level. You know, like Paul Green, no, not not one of the, you know, the coach for the fellas generally. Uh, Luke Sturkenboom. Which injuries in NRL history do you believe had the biggest influence on the outcome of a season? Ooh. 
I mean, Darren Lockyer. Well, Darren Lockyer in his last year has yeah. to be number one, right? Yeah, that's for me. Who else had like a long an injury that, that ruined a season? I mean, Cooper um, Cronks didn't ruin a season, but they won the grand final with it, and that was like a history defining moment for me. Cooper Cronk playing that game like that. So, in, I guess in a similar way, JT in that last year at the Cowboys when Michael Morgan went crazy, same sort of concept. Yeah, made them didn't, sign up Green yeah. Flex five years. <laughs> um, I think maybe potentially. I mean, this is going back a while, but maybe like Sonny Bill in 2005 when he was just sort of becoming like the most dominant player in the game. Yeah. And they were they were looking to go back to back and he only played like, I think, four or five games and then he got injured. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And then I think he, yeah, I think he came back and was pretty good after that in 06 and 07. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that Lockyer one is, is pretty, is a pretty clear front runner. Yeah, and pro- maybe I would probably argue that you know south's having a healthy greg inglis and sam burgess in 2019 and 2020 might have been helpful yeah maybe just <laughs> maybe. maybe i don't know okay and uh, next question comes from michael gregson hmm. we didn't speak about this one much in the previous podcast so we can talk about it now i guess if yeah. nathan cleary gets ruled out for the season and the panthers have a reported 350k to splash for a halves like transfer which out of favor, half joins the Panthers chasing a ring in the number 14 or 18 jersey. I think they'd have to be insane to just not put Matt Burton there. But let's, but, um, then, for, the sa- yeah. for the sake of the question, let's talk about people that aren't Matt Burton for this answer. Is that fair? Um, so I think Benji would be a, a pretty astute purchase, you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can see what he's like as long as the team is still pretty good. Um, Sean Johnson would be another one if the Sharks have waved the white flag, but you know they're playing all right at the moment. So yeah, and, if... and they got rid of Chad. So um, I mean, <laughs> Kyle Flanagan's not good enough. No. Um, Gareth Widdop, SOS, maybe. Uh, Anthony Milford. Mm, again, <laughs> I don't think they want to take no. a punt on that. Same with Corey Norman. So, ugh, no yeah. thanks. Um, Connor Tracy, he's playing on the wing. On the wing. Bring him in. Yeah. Bring him in to play in the house. Uh, but I think, look, if it. They just won't spend it, will they? Like maybe I guess I guess given the context, the only one that makes sense is is Sean Johnson because he won't be there. They know they won't be there. They know they won't have to pay him next year. But I don't like, think he'd go now though. Like, nah, it good. doesn't make any sense. But I mean, hey, maybe he wants to win a ring. Uh the fun the funny thing with this stuff for me is like I'm not about the whole situation, but it's just like this is yeah, this is what Origin I went through this before game one. This is what Origin does to good teams. It sucks. But that's what it does, and I hope it doesn't ruin their season. Because I hope I hope they lose it. Like their season ends on their own accord. But yeah, I went through this as well. I didn't feel sorry for Penrith. And I went through the list of like seasons the Broncos had ruined by it. This is what happens. This is why it's hard to go for the long streaks I had, and this is why they wouldn't cop it last year. Origin counts in the middle of a season. It just does. Every other season had it for the last forty years. It counts in your record, and it's and it's definitely halted Penrith. And uh, I feel like they will he will do everything to not have that surgery till the off season. We don't know the full diagnosis yet, but I'm, I reckon he's playing my dumb, dumb ass is I reckon he's playing. Hmm. Uh, ben Roberts. Why did DC suck so fucking much when it comes to rep footy is truly Queensland's version of Mitchell Pierce. Also his combination with McCulloch might've been the single shittest one, two punts in terms of impact we ever had. I mean, those two <laughs> could stop a formula one car on, on the home straight. They're the greatest handbrake together, those two guys were. <laughs> they just like 
the how poor the Queensland attack was in that first half on the goal line. So slow, played so shallow of the line. McCulloch still double pumping. For some reason, like I have no idea he got back in there, but for some reason people think he's had a good year because Ben Hunt's playing well. Like just get, getting credit for Hunt playing well. He was garbage. Won't play reps again, you don't think. Uh, and DCE, it's just, mate, this, the, the lack of ownership of it and the way he still plays sideways, doesn't go straight, doesn't play to the line, whatever. And he's one of those frustrating guys, mate. Like, he has more talent than Mitch Pierce ever had. Pierce yeah. wishes he had DCE's talent when he played Origin. <laughs> like, ugh. Uh, Leon. They're like this. Seven, 76 to 6, good. I'm from New South Wales. I don't understand Origin. He's done you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows he doesn't. He knows he knows he doesn't get it. You know, fair enough. Fair enough, Leon. Look, mate, it's pretty good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. Have that one. It's pretty good. Uh, over on to Discord. Friday beers asks, how does the Mulatalo saga compare to the TBA debacle? Well, the TBA debacle was funny. It was. And this was got, just kind of that. sad. Yeah, I mean. I kind of think you could kind of do the TBA again. You could, but you'd have to, you'd have to have the player. So say this, say this weekend, uh, let's say the reverse that Xavier coach was suspended, you know? So they name Reese Walsh to play. Reese Walsh gets injured in the captors run. And they're like, well, fuck coach played, but we've got no one else. Coach has got to, you know, come up or something. Cause there was a game before it. They could probably still jam it that way. But yeah, you can't na- na- name TBA, which is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, just, just the greatest. Uh, I, this is more, I think this is more of a debacle because it's been a mistake for years. And people are blaming like Queensland or whatever. It's like, I feel like it's kind of not fully Queensland's responsibility to get that right. I feel like it's a, the governing body's responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, definitely more of a debacle than Mulder Tyler, I think. And especially how late it happened to like, if he, again, so if Reese Walsh got injured in the warm up, Mulder Tyler would have played. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> that, so that guy only started tweeting again when Mulder Tyler was back in. Like he would have played. And I really, and I love that the, the word was that he actually, elected not to play Sunday morning because the Queensland early Queensland morning Thurston was on like uh, who knew there was like Sunday breakfast TV Thurston was TV saying he's going to play we've got to pick him he's going to play Thurston was saying that as a part of the Queensland staff but then Mulatalo pulled out and he pulled out because he didn't want like the results we taken away from us after it it's like mate I was like just you dare and take away 50 point loss mate just, just play and you dare and take it you're going to strip 26 nil like, you don't want to strip it. And then you're an origin player from them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Harvey says, if Trell and Turbo are fit, could Wayne have still gotten home last year, them home last year? I don't think so. Um, I think Trell was still an origin hiatus last year. I don't think he was getting... Well, no, he wasn't. I, 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 get, I just ignored that. Like, yeah, he means saying, if they were playing. Yeah, like, he could, they could have picked him. They just didn't. No, okay. Oh, God, no. Like, the last year and the win... If the Blues won last year, they might have well, picked the same fucking centers this year. I know. White and Gutherson were the two worst players in the field in like all three Yeah, games. and they kept getting picked. But again, Kurt Capel showed one of them up. Like, that was so, like that's it. Like, Gutho was terrible at center. 
and Whiten wasn't great either. Like, so no, like I'm not, I'm not delusional. Like, yes, if they had the way Latrell and Tommy are in, in the centers last year, the Blues probably win that series. Yeah. Uh, James K, how the hell do the Blues fans put up with eight years in a row of that kind of shit? <laughs> yeah, I think it's not the losing, and I it wasn't that shattered by it, but it's like, fuck, you just watch the game, like, God, this is this is how they're playing. Like, just watching how dry, dour they were. It's like, I know the Blues weren't that bad the whole time, but I'm finally getting the other side of the Mitchell Pierce experience. Like, you just sit there going, like, fuck, we're just going to keep doing this every game and hoping it's different next game? Yes. The only thing that Mitch Pierce. So DC is missing with Mitch Pierce now. All they need to do, Bungard, is for game three, actually move DC to the sixth jersey and go, that's going to free him up. Yeah, it'll just free him up. <laughs> or change the hooker and go, mate, this guy just knows where DC wants the ball. No, these are what they have to do. They have to take the captaincy away from him in the lead up and then make yeah. him captain again that's to it. let him know that it's his team. It is. Or the dumb thing, like, remember Robbie Farrow was just oh, too dominant and he was like, screw- he was setting up tries in yeah. River. He was good in Origin. They took it away from him. No, Michael Ennis is an Origin player. It's like he, dropping. Like, because yeah. he like fucking pinches people and, and trips them over and stuff. So he's an origin player. Drop Harry Grant. He's creating too many things. Get the ball yeah. to DC faster. It's like, yeah, that's all we're missing. Uh, John 249. Assuming Ponga and Grant are fit, if you were coaching Queensland, would you consider throwing Sam Walker in at the seven for the dead rubber? Come on, John. No. And, and people are. You're a Roosters fan. Why would you want them to ruin your boy like that? He's also struggling. He's mercing, He's carrying injury at the moment. Hmm. I don't want to put him in origin yet. I mean, I might bring him to camp. Maybe I'll make him 19th, 20th man. That's a good That's a shout. Yeah. And then V8 Tiger asks, should the Blues bring back the grenade in game three? Yeah. Go on. Go ahead. I mean, why not? I mean, Luai should do it. Yeah, absolutely he should. Oh, yeah. No, but that'll, that'll give Queensland ammunition for 2022, though. So yeah. it'll just make him better. Uh, oh, I should ask you now because you want it while we're here. Who do you mm-hmm. think should replace Cleary? Are you joking? Three? You're asking me this question. Yeah, I am. Uh, Adam Reynolds, the best halfback that they could pick. Now, I know, you know, it's a halfback thing. I'm not against if they just fucking picked Cody Walker. Well, like, that's whatever. fine too. Pick but, Eddie Rabbit though. They're just killing him so much. It's like, just whatever. Just, just ramp it up and throw Cody out there. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Mitch Moses. Is oh, fuck off. It's so annoying. Why? In what world is he better than Adam Reynolds or Cody Walker? But it should it should be Reynolds and uh Mitch Moses when I see people talk, some people say, Oh, they should blood him. It's like, well, you know, Mitch Moses is 27 this season, guys. But not that he's young or old, but it's like Yeah, blood him for when? He's five years older than Nathan Cleary. Yes, he's only two or three years younger than Reynolds. So blood him for when? For three years younger than Reynolds, I think. But it's like, yeah, like just pick Adam. And then yeah, then you know. Maybe you know Adams the safety valve again next year after after uh, you lose if you lose Nathan Cleary but yeah whatever. Uh, next question. I don't know how to say that. L V E R Huel. Who who changed their that's, name? To that, that? I think that's I think that's Leon, and then Verhul is his last name. Uh, Ver, oh, because uh, I was like Leon. L Verhul, no capital on the V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lads, first person to get my name right, first dig, so fair play. Oh, there we go. Uh, does the talk of Slater or Smith Queen, coaching Queensland send alarm bells ringing? No. I think they both would be great. I think they're really, they, they're perfect candidates, especially for an origin gig, where, as we said earlier, it's not so much about the X's and O's. It's about being a man manager and being someone that the playing group respects. Yeah. That's it. Like, not that hard, is it? <laughs> like, uh, 
Frankie, what hurts more, TikTok K-pop or pictures of Kafusi sucking? <laughs> uh, I mean, the the God, it was ridiculous that um the K-pop thing was ridiculous too. But also that thing that went around for like Luai looking at Kafusi. I can't remember who was offended by it. Maybe one person said they were, and that was it. Ridiculous. I think it's funny. Yeah, absurd. Uh, next question for Bungard. Many pieces. As a fellow longtime trail believer, how does it feel to see the thick king finally get the adulation he deserves? Oh, mate, it's fantastic for the true believers. Um, he's he got adulation forever. Nah, he had one. He had he did have a tough year in the public sphere, but again, I never hated the trail. I hated when people were calling him the best player in the game, which is the same thing, I guess. But I'm happy with the troll now. Good player. Gets a, he's exactly where he's supposed to be in the lexicon now. Nobody yeah. calls him the best player in the game anymore. Well, no one. I do. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just no. So, no, yeah. but dude, he's been no the last he's been maligned and hated from day one, and he still is. Like even now, people talk about his attitude. Oh, he's not humble enough. It's all this fucking bullshit that they wouldn't say if he was white. It's all Fuck being humble. All that too. But yeah, uh, that's it. No, I I do like his um. When he's full blown, like he's got much better with his aggression. Yeah. When it's well, going apart from wrong. when he nearly killed David Nofflin. Yeah, but it's just, it got better when it's going wrong. And it was always going to happen over age anyway. It's not about South or Roos or anything. It was always going to come. Because, yeah. And, but yeah, he's got better with that as well. Hmm. Uh, ben Qualiada, did Ivan pick Tyrone May in a sentence because he personally hates me, even though I'm such an honest and good bloke? Yes. I love that. Like, just look, look mate, Ivan, just give up on Tyrone. Honestly. That's it. I think he's you paid your price for the preseason stuff. Just move on. Like I mean, just pick Brent Nate. Uh, sorry, pick Momorowski in the centers. Uh, Hunter Austin. I spent. I decided to spend a quiet weekend away in the country with my partner and stay off footy news. I come back to see Chad Townsend and Sean Johnson at the Warriors. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, not really a question, but yes, I can yes. imagine that would be confusing. Uh, and then we're locked down again. <laughs> Uh, Michael uh, LRCB Shark says, why do people keep saying there isn't a lot of talent for 17 teams when guys like Burton got big money deals, sorry, got big deals to move and a literal garbage man became a starter at the Sharks last year? If you were kidnapped a former test cricketer, oh, that's two different questions. Why do people saying there isn't talent for 17 teams? Um, people are stupid. <laughs> like, I understand that there's certainly some teams, there's a bit bad teams now there is. But as you said, there's good teams out there who had Matt Burton in backup roles, Nico Hines in backup roles. I mean, there was a time there, for example, Manly had to let Apisai Coruscant go because they had Manese Finu. Like, there's good players there. And there's good players in reserve grade sides who aren't getting opportunities. But clubs can't admit there's good players not in their rosters because clubs are admitting they're failing if they say that. A club can't, like, all these clubs can't say, you know what, there's all these great players out there, we're not, but we're not picking them. They can't say that. There's players are out there and then people who say there is enough talent are people who haven't got a goddamn clue what the talent are that are outside of the NRL teams. Mm. That's all it is. Like again, Aiden Caesar is playing in England. He's good enough to be a half in Australia. That's true. Best one? No? Good enough, yes. Jackson Hastings coming back. He's good enough to be a half in Australia. Anyway, if you were to kidnap a former test cricketer, who would it be and how would you do it? <laughs> who are you kidnapping, Bungard? Uh... I am going to kidnap. I'm going to kidnap one to Google. Does it have to be a former one, did it say? It said former. No, oh, okay. I was just kidnap Adam Zamper and we just make vegan food. Um, uh, 
surely just, I mean, you'd have to kid someone who'd have good yarns and would be fun to hang out with. So like, uh, is that what you do with kidnappers? You hang out? <laughs> yeah. You just, Stockholm syndrome. Ever heard of it? <laughs> well, why else would you be kidnapping someone? I don't know. I mean, kidnap Mike Hussey and just work on my cover drive. <laughs> um, I'd lure him in with like a bucket that says free zinc on it. Yeah, that's it. I'm and then lure as he approached, a net would fall down and I'd catch him. I'm going to lure in Shane one with a bucket of fresh hair. <laughs> yep. Free hair. Or just like an 18-year-old girl's Instagram. Or yeah, Instagram DMs this way. Just an arrow. Real life Instagram this yep. way. <laughs> he definitely clicks on the horny now ads on porn. Oh, so mate, does he ever. What a goddamn king. Oh, Wilfs in area clicks on that. Like, why not? Actually, I, me and Morty just play poker together all, all day. So that'd Did be you? fun. Yeah. Yeah. Who would I? We have the same birthday there? too. So we could just celebrate our birthday together. Well, there you go. We're sending you just, unsolicited photos of our penises can, to you can women. Caption for your birthday. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. What a good present. Uh, ben Quagliata again. In a similar vein to his question last week about Ben Simmons, he said, Who is the fillet of fish of the NRL? So uh, I don't know. Like, these, some of them they work, but fill it like he just Ben Simmons one worked. This one I don't really don't work together. Well, fillet of fish is one of those burgers. I think we had a discussion by guard. At some, depending on the patronage, some McDonald's it's like the second or third most popular burger in the menu. Other McDonald's it's not ordered ever. Yeah. So we talked about this. So we had a couple of guys who worked at Macca's where there's high populations of international students, um, and I feel this was very popular. I, however, lived in Western Sydney where the the vast majority of the population was either white or Lebanese. So fillet of fish, not so popular. In fact, pretty much apart from Good Friday, didn't make them. Yeah. So, yeah. They were all over when I was in um in, in Asia. They're like in all the, Mac- the Maccas over there. As yeah. Well, well yeah. That- someone said they were like Chatswood Maccas. They said they made them all the time. I was like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. There's um there's a cult following for them we've discovered and found. There's like even like Instagram pages for like the perfect one. To be fair to the fillet of fish, a good looking one does look like a good burger because they're steamed. They just look nicer and they're shiny. Mm. And I'm sure they taste just fine. But no, I'm not doing it. You know, it's like out of other options, the cheeseburger obviously tastes better. You know, I don't mind fish burgers, but I never just pick give me one my fa- Like, how are they so far behind every other fast? Like, McDonald's is my favorite fast food chain. How are they yeah. so far behind the others with what? making something I can fucking eat? Ridiculous. What do you, what do you mean? Well, ma- like, vegan. They don't have anything. Whereas, like, yeah. every, like really? Red Whopper is nothing. I buy a hamburger and a hash brown and put the hash brown on the hamburger. That's it. What do you mean? You take the ham off. Well, you can get it with no meat. It's a dollar less. And then you spend that dollar on a hash brown. Away you go. And then what's on the? So it's wait. So it's like a cheeseburger without cheese. That's a hamburger. hamburger. Yeah. So you still get you still get onions, onions, pickles, tomatoes, sauce, ketchup. Sorry, ketchup, mustard. Yeah. yeah they got it's fine. The, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go on my like. It's it's a real last resort option, but it's fine. Yeah. They got rid of the McFeast too, didn't they? They did. That just comes and goes. Well, I mean, again. The McOz was the elite burger. They got that was the one that died. Yeah, that was great. McFeast, like, meh. I don't understand what they're doing. Like, do you hate money, McDonald's? No, I don't understand. Like McDonald's, like I remember. Like, God, this is one thing I'm realizing about my age now is when I start talking about the price of fast food and shit. That's really old man shit. Yeah, but I remember the days when like KFC was expensive. Like you get like a Zinger box at KFC for like less than a Big Mac meal. Is that true? Yeah. Jesus. The hell? <laughs> what are we doing here? That's silly. And there's not many of like I looked at where were we? We went to Macca's. When did we go there? I can't remember. Not not many weeks ago. I didn't actually get anything. And it's like, oh, they haven't really got like the the cheap menu anymore. It's just not there. I mean, fair enough to them. They're that popular, but yeah. Uh, I don't know why. No vegan shit's a bit weird. It is. It's all right. It'll come. 
But yeah, I never had the fillet of fish. I'm just, uh, I'm not, I feel like Mac is often, it's, I think it's the highest standard across the board always for Mac is generally because of fast food chains. It gets mm. a lot of unfair hate from people. Like, a, you know, a cheeseburger is good. A Big Mac is good. They just are. But I do think I like less of their alternatives than I used to. Forget me. Like, McChicken kind of sucks. Fillet of fish sucks. They got rid of McOz. Quarter pounder is just the worst cheeseburger. I'd rather eat two cheeseburgers than one quarter pounder. Fair point. Whereas like there's like five burgers I need at Burger King. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you can't even eat any of them. That's I guess, yeah. I'm not gonna mock you. I find that ridiculous. That it's, it's just strange. Why do you hate it, money? Because it, it feels like McDonald's would have done that first. Yeah, whereas Hungry Jacks is streets ahead of the game. They have multiple. They have multiple. Do they? Yes. Look at them making a comeback. I know. Okay. Well, McDonald's announced the McPlant burger at the end of last year, but it's just... It's That's just a terrible been... name too, by the way. It... McPlant. <laughs> just... I like it. I don't um, like it. Well, no, there's a... I can't remember where it is. There's a... Um, there's a... Um, there's a Burger King. There's one. I think it's in Germany. Uh, and the whole restaurant is... Is... Um, is, is, is vegan. Like, there's a... Yeah, there we go. I found it. Yeah. Meat, meat-free Burger King is opened in Cologne, Germany. So how Burger King so far ahead of McDonald's on this? Well, I mean, oh, and it's know, not even like I'm not even talking about like the ethics or any of that shit. I don't preach to people about the stuff. It's just like money. It's like this is like the such this it's the most rapidly growing nutritional sector out there. Like why are you why are you just letting companies like Ben and Jerry's and Burger King just fucking take your lunch? Oh mate, in in um in China by the way, there's this KFC thing, and he doesn't look like a KFC. It's called K Pro. The the logo it's got the K in the logo. That's how you know it's KC. K Pro. It has like green. It looks like a you know hipster cafe now. It has like plants growing down the wall. It has like grey tones and and wood tables. But it's set out like a cafe as well. So it has like you know uh, little pubs of three or four chairs around a table in the corner, like sofas, bit like a Starbucks kind of thing. It's in China now. K Pro, and it's fucking awesome. I, I'm just pulled up the picture. I'm looking at it now. And it doesn't make any sense why it's not here because a lot of the food there, like Chinese people don't eat sandwiches, for example. They don't really eat salads either. People, obviously, obviously some of them do, but generally those K-Pro things are kind of empty. They eat KFC a lot, but it's like, how the fuck has KFC done a healthy KFC option and it's in China? How did it not start in Bondi? I don't great, understand. Great point. Like it's and it's got normal burgers too, but it has like you know salads and other random shit, and has these really nice paninis. And I only realized we went there, and I didn't see the sign up. So I went there with Anna when I was there like two years ago, and we ordered, and it was like it was weird. I had it was like a normal meal. I had like we had like it was like a meal with a a sandwich, a salad, like a sandwich and a salad, and a drink, and then it had chicken wicked wings. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I got the big meal, and the wings were like in, in some sauce, so like Korean wings. I was like, wait. I have a sandwich and a salad, cool, a drink. Why the fuck is there chicken wings here? Like, oh, wait, this is a KFC. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, so they have fucking vegan Hungry Jacks over there. Huh? And the vegan um, vegan Hungry Jacks here, does it go, goes all right? It's fine. This, yeah, Red Whopper's pretty good. How? Yeah, how? like 7-Eleven, Aporto, Nando's, all these places have them. McDonald's, no. Jeez, that Very is strange. good. They've got, like, they've got vegan brekkie muffins. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. Excuse me. Yeah, this is new. They got look at this. They got vegan cheese with vegan mayo, avocado, lettuce, tomato, lemon, and garlic sauce. Okay, I should have. Well, um, Jesus, they got more stuff. That looks incredibly good. I didn't <laughs> even know that. Well, I guess I I've mean, never really. Why yeah. can't I get a sausage version of that burger? 
for breakfast. No, you can just have your. You can have a. You can have a vegetable one, and you'll like it. No, that looks fucking delicious. Yeah, it does. What are we doing oh, here? I don't know. Burger King, all over it. Man, um, I don't know. Burger Hungry Jackson making a comeback. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> Um, before we jump over to Twitter, we we'll give a quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon. That's the only way to make sure your questions are answered. You get entry into the Coltrane Cup, rookie takes, nominations and voting, and a bunch of other things, merchandise, other perks. So thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Carla Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blame Hard, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, and Anonymous Backer. Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Turman 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature edge student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Turbo's Heroes, and Warwick O'Hearn. Thank you so much for your continued support and everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens as well. Thank you so much. I didn't ask you yesterday, I ding dong and depression. How are you going? Uh, okay, I feel like um, I haven't got lockdown depression. No, I have, but I have um, just ex- exhaustion that we're being in the same spot, running on a treadmill with everything, mate. Hmm. So that's that's affected the the spirits. I hate, of I hate running on treadmills. I realize that's not the metaphor you were going for. No, but, but yeah. that's it. It's just that's it, mate. So just yeah, exhausted on both both those levels, mate. It's weird. I started work the day like I started my latest freelance gig the day everyone went into lockdown. So it was kind of like very very weird that like everyone else is now sitting around doing nothing and i'm like yeah can't play video games tonight so i gotta watch wimbledon so it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, we went to fucking we went to queensland which is great for magic round but it's like been trying to plan the next time i go back anna hasn't been there wanted to show that show her the home state and there's potential we end up moving there right yeah i can't when the fuck can i just leave this state when can i go there like i can't even plan it because my every time you play it it seems like it's it gets bored of it show anyway sick of this shit uh, next question on Twitter. Uh, Confused Raider, Sloan Father says, if Cleary is out injured for the season, does Melbourne simply win the premiership? South might win, but probably not. Uh, if yeah, I believe the Storm probably, if Cleary's out and they say fit, they, the Storm probably piss it in. Uh, but I do, I, I do think if Cleary's out, there's, you know, it kind of opens up the other side of the draw a lot, doesn't it? For Eels, Rabbitohs, even Manly. Hmm. But yeah, Storm, and I mean, it's probably the worst thing that could happen to this season with how the rules are now. There's only two really good teams at that level, and if one of them's gone, yeah. Uh, Glenn Smith, uh, just because of the last question, he said, based on recent individual form, individual form of the Rabbitohs oh. on target to cause a major upset come playoff time. Good with the timing. Polish, Polish attached, the Bennett Polish attached. Yes, Glenn, believe it's coming. Uh, I do still think, and that's probably a good thing for the Rabbitohs, they're still f- trying to find their best mix for the forwards. Yep. They're yeah. still trying to find what works best. And they've been let down, I mean, by a few edge forwards, essentially, that they've gone to the point. They're starting Arrow there, they're moving him central. But yeah, they've, they're have they still figuring that out. And they've got um, Harme Sele starting in the front row this week. But yeah, I feel like, you know, if they can get the tweaks right, and maybe, I don't know what's happening with Jaden Sewell, if he's just not in first grade again, or if he's like, just a couple more weeks and I'll bring him back. But yeah, it, it feels like uh, they stay fit. Yeah, they could, they might maybe lock off Penrith, who knows? Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, oh, here we, no, 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 I don't like that one. 
Okay. Mirth, or Mirth, sorry, one says, I got, I get all three of Queensland's NRL teams suck at the moment, but the Cowboys and Titans have historically been perennial suckers. Is there a correlation between the demise of the Broncos and the suck fest that is Queensland options or origin? Has the Broncos port development led to Queensland's state of crap? Number of things, mate. Uh, <sighs> one of them is so obviously clubs bring along players, right? We all know this. But the states themselves and those bodies are responsible for the general pathways to the state. They're responsible for the pathways of like, you know, m- say my kid playing under sixes, getting him through to being the best footballer he can be, through to being, you know, a state player maybe one day. A lot of, for mine, a lot of it falls back to Queensland Rugby League won too much. And I know they're doing things about trying to change how they do their pathways and some of their elite development stuff because they're still talented guys up there. They're trying to change all that now. But whilst Queensland were winning, New South Wales are trying to find other ways of doing things. And Queensland just kept winning. And that's it. I know that like, New South Wales did some things. They were doing like athlete tracking from a very young age of their GPS measures and things like that a few years ago and measuring every year how athletic a player was. And just small things, nothing amazing, but they were doing that and two different things. And Queensland weren't doing those things. And all of a sudden, Queen, New South Wales have like athletic freaks across the park, and Queensland don't. That um, there's a whole a whole lot of factors. I don't think you can blame the Broncos for all of it. A lot of it's also coincidences, like you know, Ken Smith and Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater being born at the same time, coming through the same system. You know, if they were playing right now, Queensland would be better with or without the Broncos. Broncos have some part to play in it, but yeah, I think it's a whole, there's a whole big mess with how it's gone up there and how players, the pathways have been going. But I think there's like, if this, the young fellas now, like the generation they've lost, there's no good players between like 25 and 30 for Queensland. Like that's the one funny thing about that. Those origin teams in the future, where they drop everyone over 25, or 26, there's only actually like two guys who are like between 25 and 30. Cause the rest of them suck. Okay. Yeah. Well, up there, but they lost that generation there. They didn't really do much for, and the current guys is actually a good young batch now. In in the Origin team now, there's Xavier Coates, Reese Walsh was in there. You know, Sam Walker was going to be there. Fafita's there, Tino's there. They won Origin last year. Harry Grant's there. They've got like ha- the, uh, Hammer coming. Sam Walker's coming. Like there's good young players coming now, but there's just this seems with this lag of like this generation after the golden one is just garbage. Yeah, that's what affected them. Anyway, um, any other question there on Twitter that the tickle you fancy? Um, Sean Shand asked a good one, but it takes too long to answer. And and without and a poorly reasoned. Yeah, it was all on all defensive thirteen with no out of position players. So we we'll have to come back to that. Maybe that's one for next week. We can keep it in the hat. Yeah, um, so no, I think we're we're done for another week. We've come to the end. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Mitchell, say goodbye. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>